the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm Tony Landry, your host, uh, along with uh, head coach and athletic director Scott Watney. The CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night from a little after 6 until 6.45, and it can it will be to the end of the football season. Then every other week beginning in January to the end of the school year. And, of course, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, r r Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, The UPS Store, Catholic High School, Musson Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. And we're here at the studios of Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is closed. You can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while streaming on the Internet at www.kane1240. And you can now listen to Kane Radio on the FM band at 107.5. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240, and she will. Well, Coach, big win for the Panthers last Friday night as the Panthers scored 20 points in the fourth quarter and pull out a 20-17 to win. Over an old foe as Ascension Episcopal, the Blue Gators, and uh, they pulled a couple of tricks, a couple of rabbits out your hat with a fake punt, and the old hook and ladder play with Luke Landry to Chris Green to Jaden Mitchell. And I thought Mitchell would have scored, but uh, Javon Brown took care of that uh, just a few minutes later. And a couple of Blue, he took a couple of Blue Gators into the end zone with him for the winning touchdown. And your thoughts on that game and uh, uh, your team not uh, throwing in the towel, being down 10 nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, at, on the uh, on the hook and ladder play, that was actually uh, Tristan Lewis. That uh, it won. Lewis. yeah, it was Lewis. Three, that not was, one. Three, yeah, three, not one. I, t- I mean, the, the the stat line for me was you know three nothing going into halftime. Um, I mean, uh, you know, we talked on the the week before the Monday before this one. You know, we, the previous Monday we talked about how you know Ascension has been able to score. I mean, they scored fifty something points. They scored forty something points. They scored. 24 28 you know so for us to be able to go three nothing at halftime i mean hats off to our defense hats off to coach O, our defense coordinator um i mean that's you know their record is is not indicative of the type of team they have there they are a good football team that unfortunately is just has not found the winning side as much as i know that they would like and you know um, they've given up a lot of points too. they have given up a lot of points you know defensively they're not as strong as they have been in the past um but that still doesn't mean that they can't they can't score because they can score with the best of them and they've proven that over the last uh six weeks um so a huge credit goes to our defense uh coach o leading the charge as our defense coordinator and um you know we, you know we're down ten nothing, and um, this is really indicative of of kids believing, kids staying true to what we talk about as our core values in our program, and and giving us a and, and giving us a chance. Yeah, yeah, coach, yeah. we got a call. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and take it. You're on the line with uh, Coach Watney, CHS Coaches Show. Hey, uh, Tony and, and Coach, um, just had a quick question. Um, First of all, congratulations on the win. But I, I know when my uh, when my son played uh, for for Coach Hudson at, at Nish, they would they would run a lot of a lot of trick plays, uh, you know, every game almost. And before the game, they would kind of talk to the refs and let them know what they 
may or may yeah. not be running, so they can kind of be aware of it. And, yeah, you need yeah, to do that. And I was, yeah. Okay, I was just kind of wondering, is that something that's, that is still being done? And is it something you can do, like, during the course of a game, or does it have to be kind of done before the game starts? And yes. I'll hang up and listen, but congratulations. Best of luck the rest of the year, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, am I <laughs> – Funny story, in my early career, we're playing against uh, – I'm, I'm over at Archbishop Pan and we're playing against uh, a team that, you know, at the time we were 7-0, and getting ready to be an 8-0 and football team, and we had a trick play in. And um, so I let the ref- – so you're right, that before the meeting when we meet with the White Hat, you know, whether we're the home or the visiting team, they ask this question, hey, do you have anything that we need to be aware of? that you do and then they ask the question is there anything that we need to be aware of that they do and that's your opportunity to you know uh, you know say what you need to say if there's anything to be said you know hey i feel like you know you know offensively you know they they you know they lean early before snaps you know this guy gets lazy gets his hands you know on the outside so you can say all those things so in one of in, in that meeting you do get a chance to but i learned my lesson a long time ago i don't tell them nothing uh, I let him figure it out because, to be honest with you, I, I've got burnt where in that game, which was a critical game, we wound up losing 28-23. We run our trick play and come to find out, you, you you get a sense that they're not as surprised. The opposing team is not as surprised as you would have expected them to be. Um, so ever since then, you know, and I'm not saying that 100% that they were, you know, went back and said something, um, but I just leave it into the official hands for them to figure it out uh, and, and make the right call rather than me giving them a heads up on it because I've been burnt uh, one time in a, in a certain situation that I just didn't feel like I need to do it. Um, I will, if it's something that's really drastic, I will let the official know, you know, like if we're going to give an overload, like, hey, this guy will be eligible on the backside, you know, one of those types of things. Um, but even then, I'm pretty cautious about letting people know what we're going to do because, you know, lips can be loose. And uh, I'm not interested in having somebody know something that we want to keep up our sleeve, you know, in our back pocket. Um, but yes, we do. And we'll all so you can also talk about it during the game. Like I, I would never tell the white hat, but I will tell our you know the, the our our sideline yeah, judge, line whoever judge, our yeah. line judge. Like, hey, we got this coming on. Um, I didn't let him know this Friday when we ran the hook and ladder that we were doing it, but I didn't think that we needed to because it wasn't anything crazy. It was going to be right in front of his face. We we're going to pitch the ball behind. You know, we had practiced it. Um, you know, every Thursday it's one of our what we call last shot plays. You know, if we we, we don't have anything else in our in our toolbox we're backed up at the you know the minus 40 to you know or even further than that you know um where we really can't throw it in the end zone this is the play that we go to um and it was a perfectly called play right at the right time and our kids executed well and it wasn't even my play that i called honestly i had a different play um and one of my assistants who's assistant receiver coach coach mark cambry looked at me and he said hook and ladder and i went perfect <laughs> and changed it immediately and that's what that's how that's how it happened i got one word for you yeah ambush yeah <laughs> that's right no that's exactly right no i mean with the saints i mean that's a, that's a, well here's another question for you yeah too. go ahead in that game in that uh, super bowl game when they did the onside kick you know the saints were supposedly gonna be on the other side yeah and kicking it to the wrong way so it, they had to look we want this we want to defend this right. end zone in the third quarter yep and they were going to be in the other end zone did that come into play where you want to run that hook and ladder on your side of the yeah field? you do you do you you want it you you know like i tell our kids all the time you want to give me an opportunity to in some way you know massage the referee you know talk him up or or get him in in, in a situation get your guys backed up don't leave it on the side where you can't 
can't get your eyes on, you know, where you can't. I mean, that's just a general rule principle, you know, of, of how we, you know, coaches. If you're going to do something crazy, you want it to be on your sideline where all the emotion and all the excitement is and, um, you know, and then you can control it too as well to yeah. some degree, you know, but I usually don't, I, I don't, I don't tell them well, what we're doing. When, pre- when, when Lewis took off with, with the pitch from Chris Green, I'm thinking six because he had to cut across oh, the yeah. field. He made a nice move. Couldn't tell if the kid from Ascension, one of the safeties, had an angle he, at him or not. He did. So but, what? What when he made it? When he cut it? So it's designed to just stay down the sideline, right? Right. But he wound up having to cut it across, and then he wound up making a double, another cut across the field. And when he did that, all the three receivers that were on the left side, all their defenders were over there. So uh, he wound up, you know, kind of running himself into traffic. But we didn't need a score. We no. just needed a big explosive play, yeah. and that's what we got. And he out got of it. down to with the 10, 12, 15 yeah, yard then, line. Yeah, and then the there. next play, I want to say it was the next play or yeah, next 16. two. Yeah, I think it was like the, the 16, I believe. Yeah, and Javon um, carried a couple of kids in the end. So, yeah, he did. He and, did. Uh, what a great job by that young man. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I tell you what, we blocked. Uh, we ran. We ran our our counter our counter lead play, and I mean, it was blocked to perfection. Um, you know, Roan Judy's did a great job getting to the inside backer. Thomas Boyer blocked down on the nose guard. Big James Jones had a great kick out. And then William Russell, man, he fit tight around for the play side backer. And we were just, you know, we were off to the races. And Javon put his foot in the ground and got what he needed to and got into the end zone. And it was, uh, it was pretty special. I'm just, I'm, I'm extremely proud of how our kids handled 10 nothing, you know, because we've been, you know, we've been down 10 nothing before and there's been a different air on the sideline. And, you know, I, I constantly heard guys, you know, Gunnar Brown being one of them, one of our seniors. Come on, guys. Keep believing. Come on, guys. I mean, look, we had 379 yards of offense. We didn't get that in the fourth quarter. No. You know, I mean, we got that throughout the course of the game. So yeah. I think they understood that we were, we were close. Um, you know, we obviously we had that, that interception, um, early in the game. And then on the goal line, we had the, uh, you know, we tried to play action and didn't really do a great job blocking it as well. And they had shown us a different look. It wasn't something that we had prepared for and kind of put our quarterback in a bad situation with a, a missed assignment and not the greatest call uh, at that time. So, um, you know, we wound up squandering an opportunity from points right there. But I think our kids believed, you know, because of just how well we were moving the ball and effective that we were that, you know, we, we, we could come back in this. And, you know, once we – once. Once we went down ten nothing and Denham scored that touchdown, it was ten seven. I mean, there was a ton of belief on our sideline, and and just we, we weren't going to be, we weren't going to be denied. Is is really was what it was. So I'm super proud of our guys. They played uh they played the way that you know you expect you know mighty Panther Catholic high football players to play. Just and, never quit and just keep fighting. You know, coach, I, I really am enjoying how you taking use of Luke Landry and rolling him out left or right. And uh, yeah, I mean. You know, last Friday night he was 15 out of 20 for 192 yards. Yeah. Uh, of course, he did have that uh, one intercept. You know, it was on the fumble y'all had. But, fumble uh, and the interception. He yeah. Threw, yeah, he threw. But, I, mean, I mean, which almost still, turned into. Man, rolling him out, he just he, – he, he's so comfortable doing that, it looks like. And he has yeah. a pretty good uh, – Pretty good eye on the receivers, even rolling out, looking, keeping his head upfield, looking downfield. He does, and he, he's done a good job so far. And that, that's hard to do, throwing on the run. No, he's um, 
you know, he's very accurate on the run. It's something that, you know, and, and, and again, everything is predicated off of the run for us. So when we can get the run going, even if it's a three-yard gain, you know, it doesn't have to be super explosive. It just has to be enough to where those backers and those overhang players and those safeties, you know, just stick their nose in just a little bit. And, and then we're slipping, it. and we're slipping somebody out the backfield. And, you know, whether we're doing it with motion, um, you know, or whether we're doing it straight out of, you know, a, a normal formation set, um, we, we really have done very well and the kids have done very well with our play action our play action has been i mean uh, besides the you know the the hook and ladder which you know almost i guess went for 60 or 70 however many yards it was i mean all of his throws are pretty much all coming from out of the pocket you know rolling out of the pocket um deception you know and and the way that we're running our deception you know with our play action so uh, we did add a couple new little things play action wise, which I thought helped us this week. Um, you know, but I mean, we got another great running attack, uh, from Javon Brown. He did a great job. And the other thing too is, I mean, like when you're looking at the stats sheet, you know, um, I'm going to get to it in a second, you know, from a rushing a- attempt, we had Javon Brown, nine carries. We had Tristan Lewis on the hook and ladder. We had Jaden Mitchell for three for 32, Denna Mason, eight for 27, Chris Green, three for 19, William Russell, two for four. Bennett Woodring on the on the fake uh, punt, you know Jack Chauvin two touches, you know I mean we Luke Landry had six, you know we we're having multiple guys that are giving getting the ball, you know and then from the receiver standpoint, you know it's the same thing, you know Jack was four reception for fifty seven yards, William Russell two for forty seven, um, what a big play I'm gonna tell you there are two plays that that aren't going to stand out to many people, but they stand out for us in this game was. The fourth, the early fourth down play when we hit Connor Segura, the tight end for that six yard completion. That was his first catch in all of the season. You, you just, uh, we don't have his name written down, but number eight is Connor Segura. He had one reception for six yards. That was on that fourth down play. That was huge because that's something that we haven't been able to do is really get that tight end involved. And so him having that first catch and him, people seeing that he has the ability to catch is going to help us down the road. But the other one was, the fourth down play where we ran the little pop pass to William Russell and he took it all the way down to like the two yard line. That was, let me tell you this. This is where, this is a growth of our football team right now. They came to the sideline. We, we tried, we, we, we tried quick counting them or or hard counting them. Excuse me. They didn't jump. I used the timeout, brought them back over. We were going to send them back out. We had already made a decision that we liked the play. We were, you know, we were, or we liked the situation that we were going to go for it on fourth. So a dispute's happening in a good way. You know, we're all talking about what do we like, what do we like. And it was Luke and William Russell come up to me and said, Coach, run the pop pass. He said, everybody is everybody is in tight. I am said, you know, we, we're going to complete. I'm like, sold. Call it. You, you, if they believe that they can do it, I mean, a wise coach once told me before, if they believe that they can do it, put it in their hands and give them an opportunity to do it. And so, you know, on that fourth down, I had a different play called. We were going to run quarterback sneak. We had already run it earlier. We picked up like five or six yards. I was going to go right back to it because I felt like we were going to be able to move them up front. Um, they were wearing down at that point in time. But, I mean, it was William Russell and Luke Landry. And, they, I mean, it, now it was fingertips. I mean, that guy was close to freaking batting it away. But William took it and, you know, he, I mean, that's, you know, most of his reception or most of his yards came off of that reception. But those are two plays that really were difference making 
playmakers uh, in the game. And obviously the fake field goal, I mean the fake punt was a big play with Ben and Woodring uh, picking that up because that kept the momentum going because I was punting. And that was a big credit to my special teams coordinator. You know, I had Coach Cambry on the hook and ladder, and I had Coach John Michael just with enough time. I don't know what, man, we were going to say the Holy Spirit came over him and said, hey, Tell him about the fake punt, and as soon as he said, you know what the fake, what we call the fake punt, I was like, "Yep, let's run it." And then we had just enough time to change it on the field. We called it, and we wound up picking it up. So it was a total team collaborative, from coaching staff to players, everybody working together for us to get this big victory. It was a big one too. Oh, it is a big victory because uh, they kind of had your number the last three times. They did, and uh, and it was uh, it wasn't even some close scores. So uh, thank yeah, first game, well, the twenty eight fourteen game. Yeah, that was really uh, the only two close years one. Ago. And then it was uh, twenty nine nothing and thirty four six. If my yep. memory serves me, that's right. right. And uh, so uh, good to get it out the way. And uh, it, and also starting district off one and one. You got four more big district games. Yeah, there's another one this coming Friday over in Delcom against the Delcom Panthers and all. And uh, should be an interesting ball game. And coach, uh, uh, coming out of the game, uh, I, 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 has De- Denim um, uh, Mason? Uh, Mason. That, yeah. That, what's the young young Mouton's name? Uh, oh, Devin Mouton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he's. It seemed like one of them came out of the game with a little gimpiness and. So, oh, you're talking about our running back? Yes. Yeah, number seven. Yes. Denim Mason. Yes. Yeah. So he's been battling. Um, you know, like you, you know, you see on the stat, he's you know for rushes. I want to say, I think he had. Let's see. He had a few. Yeah, he didn't have many though. Eight for twenty-seven. He's kind of gimpy right now on that on that ankle. Um, you know, he's a guy that man. Like when when he when we can get him and Javon going, that's that's the perfect world that we're living in. Um, that we need to get to. Um, it's just unfortunate that he's just kind of hobbling around on a. It's not a terrible ankle, but it's not a great one. You know, okay. he's not at a hundred percent right now. So, okay. um, but the goal is is to get him back going because when he gets going, he can. I mean, we saw what he did in that screen play on Erath, and we saw what yeah. he can do in, in in some of the other games in Parkview and Leesville. So, it's just right now he's just kind of hampered with a, a little bit of an ankle. Yeah, and like I tell you, I still like uh, Luke Landry rolling out and yeah. with an RPO where he can run a throw or or. Or, uh, you know, just an option it out or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, he's playing really well right now. Earlier in the year, uh, he had his bumps and bruises. Yeah. And, uh, he's a young but, sophomore quarterback yeah, and experience. Right. You know, that's I right. mean, and, and, and even, even, even then, even in week one to, you know, over the last two weeks, you know, I mean, he really he's he's played well you know he's made great throws he's i mean you know the flea flicker was a great example of you know what he does is he keeps his eyes downfield you know he squeezed that ball sometimes i got to tell him and remind him like dude sometimes take what the defense is giving you like one of the one of the plays uh, in the game we ran a post rail concept and we had a comeback underneath by our number three receiver and you know the he's looking squeezing that ball he's trying to hit that post he wants that home run play comebacks open underneath you know sometimes he's got to sometimes he's got to divert his eyes from always thinking home run to coming back down but no I mean he's 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 doing exceptionally well and you know he's got a great offense around him that's complimenting him you know it's not like you know he's not having to do this by himself you know and that's 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 the key is that you know you got a young kid that's playing quarterback in a high profile position you know for a, a high profile type program like catholic high and he's got guys that he can he's got a support system he's got a support system at receivers and he's got a support system in the backfield but more than anything else other than the offense is the offensive line the offensive line 
those guys, those six guys, including Connor Segura, are tight end. So just to give them their shout-out, Connor Segura, tight end, William Menville, tackled, Roan Judy's tackled, Drew Desimo, center, James Jones, guard, and Thomas Boyer, guard. Those six dudes are what's making this go. I mean, without them, they don't matter. Yeah, so you're right about that. They've kind of gelled together, too, playing the- a lot better uh, giving time to throw as he's rolling out and doing things that uh, – and not many penalties on him either. No, no. I mean, they they really – I mean, look, when you got Coach Josh Dorosik, right, you know, former Catholic high, great, and, and LSU national champion, you know, That's as right. your offensive line coach, you got a chance for those guys to be pretty good. That's right. <laughs> anyway, Coach, let's go ahead and take right. our first break. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. It's Armentor Jewelry. Your hometown jewelers for all the latest fashion ideas in jewelry, watches, and diamond engagement rings. At Armentor Jewelers, we specialize in custom designs, remounting your older jewelry into something brand new. Graduation rings, traditional and unique for all area schools. Affordable fashion jewelry and watches. Service, quality, and value. Always at Armentor Jewelers. Dale Street in New Iberia and Park Lafayette. Armentor Jewelers for the special moments in your life. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with uh, head coach and AD 
Scott Watney and Coach, uh, big game. You know, they're all district games from here on out, and you got four left. We journeyed to Delcom uh, uh, Friday night uh, for a 7 o'clock kickoff and maybe let our fans know what uh, they can expect from this Delcom team who's – as you mentioned, four and two, five and two right now, and uh, playing pretty good football. Uh, had a hiccup over the last week uh, playing a pretty good Franklin team, but uh, they're beating some teams and they've whipped them pretty good too, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go into Delcom, I do want to give uh, just a couple defensive guys shout out. Gerard Shank played exceptional. That's uh, ten, huh? That's ten. Yeah, yeah. he had the, he had the oh, big yeah. hit at the end of the game. Yes. I mean, he was in the backfield. Uh, Bennett Woodring, I thought, played an excellent game too. Number twenty-four. Um, the relative of the wood ring over at Ascension Episcopal, yeah, so and that's uh, first cousin, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, and um, and I thought I, I thought DB wise, I thought you know collectively, Chris Green, um, Jaden Mitchell, Tristan Lewis, and Jackson Morris, along with Carson Broussard, I thought all, all five of those guys, ball was in the air, they played it well. You know, we knew number seven was going to get his opportunity, oh, which he, he did, did. And, oh, he, he did. and he, he gave took, us all a little fight yep, there. He did, um, he but I mean, motor. but 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 nobody was going to. I mean, I don't think there's any team that's going to just completely shut him down. He's he's a good player, so I want to give those guys credit. You got a caller? We we do have another caller on the line, Coach. So uh, let's go ahead and take it. You're on the line with uh, Coach Scott Watney on the CHS Coaches Show. Hello. I knew I'd forget to ask something earlier, guys. Just one more question for Coach before y'all get to Delcomet. By the way, uh, best of luck to, to y'all this weekend. Uh, but um, my mechanics, uh, who's a friend of mine, uh, his grandson plays for Delcom. He's a running back, and he's pretty good. I'll, I'll yep. get some film on it. Yeah, he's he's a pretty shifty little running back. So uh, I hope I hope he has a good game. But I hope y'all win the game. Okay, <laughs> like is that? Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah now, I mean, sure, that's man. quite all right. Yeah. You know, uh, box. Uh, all right. Off the record, Box, uh, uh, I shouldn't say off the record, but he's a distant cousin of mine, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of like what's going to happen with the Saints this weekend. You know, a lot of people will be pulling for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. But you don't want to see him win the game, right? Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see him have a good game, sure. But not beat the Saints. Yeah, but but not win, right? That's right. right. That's but my right. question was, was just real quick for Coach on officiating. Um you know, I'm glad it finally came to light. I can't believe it took this many years. But with a call that Tom Brady got against Atlanta, you know, everybody's all up in arms. Well, well talking, he's yeah. thinking those calls. Yeah, you're right. He's thinking those Go calls ahead. forever, right? Yes. So my question is, in high school football, if I know it's on a much different level. I get that. But if you're playing against a five-star recruit who's, you know, got a, a bunch of big scholarship offers, uh, on the table already. Do you see favoritism on the high school level? It just in general, you know, I'm not going to get you in any trouble, you know, in asking uh, specifics, but do you see that happening at this level? And, and again, good luck uh, this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I, think, I think it does. I think it would be, you know, I mean, you you called the game when we played against Newman. It's not a yes. secret who who plays for them. I mean, yeah. I, I think it would be hard pressed to not say that you, you don't lean that way. You know, I mean, in, in some ways, you know, just and I think it's human nature in some ways. Uh, you know, you try not to be biased, but I think there, I think certain people do get certain calls that other people don't. You know, I mean, it just it is yeah. what it is, and and I'm not. I'm not saying that it happening in the Newman game because really we never had a situation where it did happen that way. Um, 
you know, we didn't have one of those type of plays, but I think that I'll I, I put it this way. I think it can happen. I'm not saying it's happened to me, but I think it can happen. Um, you know, and, and fortunately I haven't been in a situation where we played a type of guy like that where, and I also haven't unfortunately had a situation where I had a guy like that where, <laughs> where maybe it would have worked in our favor, but I mean, I, I think it can happen, you know, yeah. um, a lot I don't of, see why it would A lot of officials think some of these uh, better players can – oh, the, the coach – oh, he can make that play, uh, right. He can make that play, you know, yeah. and they get away with that in some regards. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you could see it even in basketball, you know, just – you More know, so from, well, it, You know, when you're talking about point guards, right, and, you know, guys getting away with a push-off and certain guys do the same thing, it's like, where's the call there? You know, or there is no call. So, uh, you know, I, I think – I, I, to answer your question, I think it can happen. Um, it hasn't happened to me before, like I said, but I think it can happen. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if it does happen to me, it's on the, the positive side and I got the best player and that's the guy that they're protecting, not the other way around. So, yeah. but anyway, go on. Coach, uh, go, let's yeah, go, go to, to Delcom. You know, Delcom, look, Delcom's a good football team. You know, they're playing good football right now. They're, they're sitting at five and two. No, excuse me, four and two at this point. Point uh, with a loss to Hanson and a loss to Franklin in district. Um, you know, they got a, a ton of steam, um, you know, ahead of them right now. You know, they're feeling confident and, you know, rightfully so they should. You know, this is, this is really where the wheels fell off the tracks for us last year as a, as a team and as a program. You know, that loss was, was a crippling loss and we talked about it on the air, um, being up 14 nothing and then losing in overtime 17 14. So, uh, this game is definitely, you know, personal for us you know personal for me um and a game that we're you know we're kind of chomping at the bit looking forward to this upcoming friday and it's good that we get to go back over there too instead of it being at our place um you know they got a, they got a talented uh running back and quarterback that really everything is featured around those guys uh they got some other complimentary players that can do some things you know they're a gun wing t team um, so you're going to see very similar the same stuff we saw at Eunice, the buck sweeps, the traps, um, you know, influence trap. You know, they're going to give belly G. They're going to run, you know, waggle, jet sweep, um, all of those things that, you know, we, we've we've been accustomed to seeing two weeks ago against Eunice. So that's a good thing that it's not too far removed. We kind of can go back into that game plan and take a look at what worked and what didn't work. Um they got some, they got, this is, in my opinion, you know, having, you know, been in a district now three years, this is definitely Artie's best team in terms of talent. And, you know, I know, I think there's pretty senior late in this year with a, a number of guys that are seniors. So I think they're a good team, you know, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be a, a, a game that, you know, we're looking forward to and I'm sure they're looking forward to as well. Defensively, they're going to be a, you know, what, what we think a four man front cover three, um, you know, similar to what most people have been doing against us. So nothing, nothing too crazy or, you know, off the wall unless they throw something at us that we haven't seen before. But, um, they got a bunch of guys going both ways, um, you know, especially up front. So I think that's going to play into our hands as a favor, um, or into our favor. And we just need to, we need to go out and execute. We keep playing the way that we're playing. We're going to be tough to beat. Anyway, uh, the coach, uh, you know, Young Wiggins has uh, had a couple good games. Don't know what he did against Franklin last week. I'm not uh, sure either. I hadn't seen any stats with with regard to that game. I know Franklin uh, beat them by a few touchdowns, and uh, might have just been a hiccup game for him. Could have been. You know, just they just didn't put it all together in that game, and uh, Franklin can do that to you. Yep. They have some talent, and uh, I know Delcom. Uh, this is a big game for them. Uh, uh, they're all in one in district right now, and they they want to get back on track. You yep. know, and uh, what better way than to do it against Catholic that's right. High, right? Hopefully, that's yep. right. That's right. And, Keep uh, their winning streak going against that, us. That's uh, that, and Parker from the game last year. I can recall 
uh, Parker LeBlanc midway, maybe through the third quarter, made a real long run yep. and gave him a spark. You know, yeah. I think they were down 14-7 to seven at the time. You could see mm-hmm. on the sideline how it just lifted them up and all. It did. And, uh, it gave them a lot of emotion. Of course, what fans don't realize, and maybe they do, who follow Catholic High closely, but uh, you had three or four of your really good players out on that game. Yeah, we did. That uh, because of injuries, and uh, Miss Biz told me that uh, did. They're just not ready to compete uh, yeah. with their injuries. So I'm not saying the score would have been any different, but they would have given a lot more inertia to your, to yeah. your thrust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we were, you know, last year obviously we were up 14 nothing at halftime. And, you know, doing it really with, you know, with you know with inexperienced guys out there on the offensive side, um, I thought we played pretty well defensively, you know, in the first half. I want to say we had two turnovers. Not only was the big play for them with uh, with with the LeBlanc kid, but they had two pass plays that wound up, they, they wound up throwing two verticals. Well, one, they called a pass interference on us. Um, and then the other one, they wound up actually catching on a sideline that kind of injected uh, a ton of life into them. Um, but I mean, look, the credit to those guys, they won last year, you sure. know, um, but that's why we play them again this year, you know, yep. so we're looking forward to it. I know our guys are hungry. Um, we know they're hungry, obviously, as an 0-1 district team. We're 1-0, so it's gonna, you're going to have two two teams that are that are looking for a win, you know, and for us, uh, the message is each week is a district championship, you know, because every week that you win another one in district, you get that closer to the goal, and, you know, we played a tough non-district schedule, and we did it for a reason, and we did it to get ourselves prepared for this moment right now. You know, we're sitting in 2-0 right now in the last two weeks and you know our goal is is to be three and oh all right well coach let's go ahead and take another break and then we'll come back and maybe talk about some other sports and uh things of that nature so you're listening to the chs coaches show here on kane radio fm 107.5 and am 1240 we'll be back with uh more right after this from the Kawasaki Ninja Sports Bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, watercraft mule utility vehicles, and the Terex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Romero service after the sale. Kawasaki and Romero's Power Sports, let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Ibis. Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. 
The tradition continues. Hi, I'm Donald Hennigan with Hennigan Team Dentistry. I, along with my entire team, have served Iberia Parish and the surrounding communities for the past 39 years. I'm happy to announce that my daughter, Dr. Abigail Hennigan Daly, has just recently joined us as a dental associate. Together, we commit to offering the best possible dental care in a relationship of trust and confidence. Call our office today at 364-2156 and allow us to change the way you feel about dentistry. Go Panthers! The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. There are other things going around. Welcome back to the show. There are other things going on right now, uh, Coach. And uh, yeah. why don't you give us a little update on some of the other sports? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read a couple things. Uh, Coach Gary Westcott, head of our volleyball program. Uh, the team's currently sitting 14-8. and eight. They're the number 12 seed at this point. They lost a close match to LCA last week and had wins over St. Martinville and Cecilia. Um, St. Martinville was a district uh, match. Tonight they play Notre Dame, and then they'll be back home Wednesday versus Beauchene. Sanaya Rahim, Madison Broussard, and Anna Kate Menville leading the offense. Uh, middle school teams finished their Christian League play tournaments last week. And uh want to give a thank you to our middle school coaches, Coach Jessica Frederick, Coach Troy Toops, Coach Jenny Shop, and Mallory McGowan. Uh, can't have, you know, can't have middle school teams without their time and effort. So I want to thank them, uh, for what they do for our programs. Coach Andre Broussard and our cross country team. Cross country is doing very well. Uh, last two weeks, great competition at Ain't No Shade and Cade and at ESA. Uh, and then last weekend for run, oh, excuse me, at ESA. And then last weekend for run for a cure at Acadiana Park. Uh, looking for some more PRs at the uh, SNL Invitational meet again this weekend at Acadiana Park. She said kids are competing hard, getting ready for district uh, October 25th. And times are continuing to improve. So well done by them. Uh, let's see. Let me try to get to all this. Uh, basketball. Um, we got basketball and soccer. We're able to start uh, official practices today, so boys and girls for both uh, both of those uh, sports. Uh, girls seniors uh, for basketball. We got Hermione Hall and Trinity Olivier, uh, major con- contributors. Hermione defensively, Caroline Abair offensively. Uh, Trinity has been working hard and getting better offensively. Alyssa Evans uh, will be the point guard as of now, and high expectations for her and all returning players from last year. Uh, boys, uh, seniors, Caden Falk, Colin Kretchen, and Franklin Hockless, uh, planning on dressing 13 guys, uh, 13 players, major contributors in, in one way or another, whether shooting, defending, hustling, or just being a good teammate. They had a very successful summer, had a few things to polish up, uh, but excited to start the season. Uh, still a lot of young, talented players, obviously, in that program, and some of those guys are, are playing football right now that we know of. They finished last year 18 and 9 and hoping to see, uh, you know, a 20 plus win season let's see if i can get to i got time to get to soccer yeah go ahead all right give me one second um that was our boys basketball program with coach casey all right uh boys soccer with coach troy uh got four seniors colin Wynn, jackson morris christian pope and william russell uh two names you should recognize jackson morris and william russell both football players yes uh each from coach troy each of these guys can play multiple positions which gives us a luxury to adjust our formation to benefit our team they play with grit and passion and that resonates throughout the rest of the team so he's definitely going to lean heavily on those four uh seniors um 
For William, he says, been our goalkeeper since he was a freshman, but due to injuries and illness, Thomas Boye stepped in, another football player, starting guard for us, and Mike Linebacker. Uh, keeper uh, became the keeper last year when William became healthy, was able to be utilized on the field. His desire is to be back in the goal. Jackson Morris has developed into a solid center back, stepped into that position last year and has flourished. He will no doubt control the back line. And both Colin and Christian can be utilized as defending or attacking midfielders. Uh, he's able to move these guys around the back line and midfield or forward. Depending on where they will make the team stronger, they have been a key on our team goal scoring opportunities. And last one uh, from Coach Troy, uh, excuse me, Coach Steph in our girls soccer program. Uh, they got uh, Ruthie Helms is going to be one of those seniors that played significant last year, leader on the defensive unit. Uh, started two years uh, or two year starter, excuse me, and um, you know. Girls soccer is going to have a tough challenge of losing all of those uh, seniors from last year and obviously losing Anna Broussard and replacing 60 goals. But they are looking to seniors Emily Delcom and Zoe Freeman to contribute as goal scorers for them. So that's our updates as we have right now um, for all of the sports. But we are definitely, as we get closer towards you know the end of October and November, we're going to be full throttle. Oh, yes. I mean, it's going to oh, be full yes. throttle athletically. So uh, looking forward to a great a great uh, atmosphere on Friday night as we travel to Delcom and uh, hoping to see a sea of, hoping to see a sea of red and white in the stands. Anyway, coach, uh, thanks for coming in as always and uh, we'll be in Delcom Friday night for that ball game against the uh, Delcom Panthers. Uh, in the meantime, uh, just uh, hang on in and uh, Basically, Coach, uh, this show, Coach's Show, is brought to you in part by Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sestia Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. And with that, we're going to say good night and God bless. B&L Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. Hi, I'm Corey Avery, co-owner of R&R Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Orpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember R&R Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. Times are tough right now for small businesses, but as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS Store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ing, we're ready with every ing. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ing we can do. The UPS Store. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details.